Welcome to Moonshine and Music, the perfect music show. I'm your host, Joe Shelton. We have a great show for you today. Great news. The show is now on iTunes Podcasts for everyone to go and get the audio version. So, in addition to be able to listen to it on Podbean, you can now subscribe on iTunes. And if you're listening to it on one of those and wish to see the video edition, it is currently only available on our YouTube channel. So go to our YouTube channel, subscribe there, hit the notification bell, all of that, and you won't miss any episodes. Now, today's episode is really good. We have one of my good friends, Chris Wilson. He's our special guest today. Chris Wilson um, and I have been friends for quite a while. We play together in some pub sessions often at a couple at a local uh, local watering hole. And he brings a lot of emotion to his songwriting. His performance and his general presence demand your attention. And on top of all of that, Chris is a first-class father and a great friend to all who know him. His EP, The Fragile EP, as it is titled, is available on like all the digital sites like iTunes and Spotify and Amazon and Google Play and stuff. And it features a song which is kind of a, um, you know, a, a, what should I say, like the epicenter. It would be like a hit song. Um, and it is, um, it had a special role in a movie on Lifetime Channel called Christmas in Mississippi back in December. And, uh, you know, all of us were really jealous, but it was really cool that he got a song in uh, a Lifetime movie. Anyway, um, I love Lifetime movies as an aside. Holiday films are my jam. I love Lifetime movies, Hallmark movies. I love the cool plot lines that are like almost the same and guessing which ones they are and all that stuff. So it's a whole lot of fun. And then like one of your friend's songs comes on like right in the middle and it's really, really uh, like a cool experience. And, um, and, and on top of that, it's a really great song and he's going to perform it for us live here a little bit later. Um, Chris is also in the studio right now. He's working on a new record, and a couple of the songs from that record are going to be also played on today's show, and I think you'll really, really, really love it. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We have a lot of great shows coming up. There are incredible artists on the way that are going to bear their souls and play their hearts out for you, so enable those notifications because we don't want you to miss anything. All right, I'll see you on the other side. Moonshine and Music starts now. Um, we got Chris Wilson here. Welcome to Moonshine and Music. Thank How are you. you today? I'm doing all right. It's really good to have you in. Thank you. Um, I mean, we're going to uh, cover uh, all sorts of ground um, that has never been covered before in a podcast. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. Now. <laughs> now you're ready to go? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess start off, uh, you know, where'd you grow up? Grew up here in Indy, grew up on the south side, um, Center Grove area mostly, um, and uh, yeah, I lived there through high school and graduated from Center Grove. Um, I'm reminded the longer I'm in Indy about how Center Grove is, I think, the hardest place to get to in town. It takes, I think it's at least 45 <laughs> minutes from everywhere. <clears throat> There's just no convenient way of getting there. so. Um, so yeah, I was used to traveling around, getting to the city, but having to drive a lot to do it. 
Yeah. So uh, did you go to college or? I tried it. I um, did a little bit of, of college just uh, out of high school and then took semesters off here and there. Um, ended up at IUPUI and ended up never finishing there, <clears throat> to which I always feel like I need to tell people that I'm 36 years old and I've still yet to be asked for a college diploma of any sort. So <laughs> I, <clears throat> I think it's okay. And just uh, I think we just paid off our... Uh, uh, our loans about a year and a half, two years ago, with nothing to show for it. So, <laughs> pretty proud of that. Well, that sucks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we do require a college diploma to be presented. No, this was the... good though. I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, growing up, your parents were they uh, were they around a lot? Was it was the did they uh, what did they do for a living and this is getting deeply personal really quickly it does uh, now my parents separated when I was probably around four years old um, so raised in a house with a single mother two older sisters um, but um, I got a lot of my I think love for music uh, from my father um, and he was not a musician himself but just a lover of kind of a music geek a guy that would <clears throat> so i actually inherited a lot of music from him and kind of my awareness of of music and i have to credit him with two of my favorite loves of elvis costello and steely dan um and uh but yeah i grew up in a house of three women and me um so i was the one boy youngest of three kids and so um yeah it didn't seem too odd at the time it seemed pretty pretty normal and um I think I'm more sensitive for it. Does the, um, um, you know, the Elvis Costello and Steely Dan really influence your uh, songwriting? Or <laughs> I don't know that I can say I pull anything from Steely Dan. Uh, I just I don't have that brain. Um, I was actually just discussing this idea of production styles and how some of my you know favorite records are everything from like Boney Vare's. Uh, for Emma forever ago, which is this like really rough, you know, thing that he did in a cabin up in Wisconsin uh, years ago. I, you know, I love that. I love the rawness of it, and I also love, you know, Steely Dan's Asia, which is like perfect. You know, it's 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 glossy <laughs> and it's just it's you know, production perfection. And so I don't know um, where I land in that spectrum. Probably uh, much closer to the former, but. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it's people that I think have good songs or what, what shine through. So however you choose to produce them or what instruments you uh, choose to use to communicate them. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I think Elvis Costello, there's certainly some. I mean, he's he's, he's a songwriter um, and been at it for a long time. And so it was, you know, the graduation from that to more modern music at the time, which with my age, it was early 90s grunge and um, Counting Crows and Pearl Jams and, you know, but again, it's like you could listen to songs with very different styles, but at the core of them, a good song is a good song. Um, you know, uh, you were saying that you had a couple of older sisters and stuff, and how, how does that inform, I mean, because I, I had, I'm the youngest of three, mm -hmm. and my older brothers kind of inform a lot of, you know, who I am. Sure. Uh, and does that inform like your songs or just you know your the way you live things in general or you know um yeah like i'm you know a lot of my songs are kind of whiny sad bastard music and so as the baby <laughs> <clears throat> 
I need attention. Um, and <laughs> that probably has a lot to do with it. Uh, certainly in the music that the discovery of music. So my, you know, my sisters, um, especially my eldest sister turned me on to a lot of good music. I mean, so my sisters were all about three years apart. So my oldest sister was about six years ahead. And similarly, like they're into things, they're listening to things. They are cool to you as you're growing up. They're, they're ahead of the curve and you're, you're taking a lot of your cues and getting a lot of your information from them. And so, um, yeah, for, for me, there was a lot of introduction of what they were listening to and um, things that I would hear from the bedroom down the hall and popping in saying, what's that? You know, what are you, what are you listening to? And me trying to, I remember trying to steal my sister's like Nirvana t-shirts or Grave, Grateful Dead t-shirts. <laughs> and my sisters would immediately be like, name five songs that this band sings before you can wear this t-shirt, you know? So <clears throat> I had to get pretty sharp pretty quick. Oh, absolutely. Because they didn't want me to be a poser, you know, uh, which I can credit them you know, with as well. So um, apparently authenticity was very important in our, in our family. So, uh, so uh, how old were you when you started playing? Um, I think I was in fourth grade when I got my first guitar, um, a Christmas present, um, that if I, my memory serves me, I think I got it the summer before, um, by, you know, nagging at my mother to, to do this and then kind of saying, you know, well, do we really want to wait until <laughs> Christmas to open this? I could be learning this now and you know, starting to make the family some money. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> But it was, I'm trying to think if it was the... Because you were just a prodigy, that's what you're Right, exactly. That's, yeah, if we communicate nothing else, it's, I'm, I was a phenom. Um, I'm pretty sure it was an Ibanez acoustic guitar, like um, acoustic electric, um, that I played and was really involved in, in church at the time. And so jumping in with some of the bands there was really where I learned how to do what I do. Um, so, uh, you know, your first bands were church bands and were you in bands after the church or what, you know, how did you evolve? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, honestly, the church thing was where I learned how to, so, I mean, I, I found out much later, many years later, what was actually happening was I was so bad, um, that <laughs> I would rehearse with, cause they were all, this particular band was all adults uh, at the church where I was at and a large youth group and. I would get up on stage and I would, uh, you know, we would rehearse together and all that. And then the time came for an actual two. Um, <clears throat> when, the, when the group came in and we would start our songs, the sound guy would know, we'd get the nod just to go ahead and turn my channel all the way down so um, <clears throat> nobody could hear me. Um, but I learned how to play with people. Like I learned how to, I think that's where my ear developed certainly was being able to realize that you're not just a solo instrumentalist, that there's an ensemble here, that there are other people involved. Um, and so did that for a number of years um, and then got to the point where I was probably leading bands um, from that at some point. It's a funny, kind of funny story <clears throat> of it was senior spring break in high school. So I, I played guitar from, you know, fourth grade on, but never really knowing how I was doing or if I was any good. And kind of these little church circles were the only thing that I was playing in at the time, so you don't really have much of a point of reference the, of how people really think. And that world is not about performance as much as it is just kind of playing along with these tunes. So it was senior spring break of high school that went down with a group of friends, a group of guys to, I think, Daytona Beach, and um, a friend's little brother had brought a guitar down with him. And we're out poolside one day, and 
somebody sticks a guitar in my hand and said, hey, you play, don't you? And um, I played, what was it, Trains Meet Virginia, <clears throat> uh, which was, the I think, hot song at the time. And it was the first time I noticed that like people would gather around and people wanted to listen and they'd say, hey, do that song. It was like the only song I knew. So they'd say, do that song again. <clears throat> and so I'd play that song again. And um, first of all, I was kicking myself that it took me to my last sem semester of my senior year to realize like why I should have done this long time ago. Yeah. Girls are paying attention. <laughs> um, so I think that that's probably what the turning point was for me of kind of going, okay, maybe there's something here. There's something I can do that people like listening to and like checking it out. So we were uh, chatting about musical influences, I think, from your from your um, sisters, but the, do you, uh, I, I know that you have a couple of children because you do the nap time sessions mm -hmm. on your uh, on your Facebook. And I think, um, you know, are, are you, do they, do you feel yourself rubbing off on them with your musical tastes or <laughs> do they like music or how, how's that going? Yeah, we, we, uh, we have little dance parties around. So kids are, you know, five and almost three. And so, uh, we're full on in the thick of young, young children parenting, but, um, yeah, they express, you know, general interest, but, um, my, my wife is she played division one soccer um so she's kind of a jock and i come from this music world and i think we're both like really cautious it's a funny little dance to see because we were really cautious to not um try and push them you know to be a stage parent uh, toward any you know particular thing at the same time we're kind of like you know when my daughter's dribbling a soccer ball out in the backyard and my wife you know kind of does light up a little bit or like when my kid <laughs> finds her way crawls onto the piano and starts you know taking her out you know i'm just like wait wait for it you know see if they have perfect pitch um but <laughs> no pressure no pressure at all um but but yeah i mean it's, it's pretty early to to know whether i mean even for me like who this is this is the only thing that I've ever, it seems like I've ever wanted to do it. Like I shared earlier, it just didn't, it didn't come until much later where I really felt like my focus was there to do it. And I think we're very cautious to, um, not just over schedule the kids and have them run into, you know, 20 different things a week. And, um, but kind of just want to allow them to be kids and let their natural interests form. And so, so yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's fun to watch and it's certainly fun when they, start engaging in some of the things that you're really specifically interested in but um yeah we'll, we'll wait and see where their where their focus ends up being <laughs> um you know uh i know you've been writing a lot of new songs because i mean you had the ep before um and you know you've got the new you're it's going to be an lp or an ep the new record that's EP. coming APB five songs five songs mm -hmm. um, and um, did you go for a, a certain theme on these are you trying to what what, what are the songs kind of going to be about are they um, do you have like a concept album going or is it just different stories or no I mean I've never I, I think sometimes that idea of writing a concept record sounds interesting I've <clears throat> a few times been commissioned to write things um which has been kind of a fun diversion or a new way of looking at songwriting but mostly when i write things for me and for records it typically i feel like i'm a pretty traditional songwriter the format that i write in and um, how i approach songs i'm a melody driven guy so melody comes the easiest um lyrics 
kind of have to fit within that melody and um, it's typically how I write and so yeah and I'm pretty inspirationally driven so it, you know if the moment's not there I got to walk away from it um, but yeah I mean I think when you take when you step back and you take like a thousand foot view of a project you realize that there, there probably are some themes um, some you know things that you're kind of going through that last EP I recorded while in Belfast and I think that one certainly had a lot of that storyline in it um, even though it was never intended to be a concept of our time there um, and similarly I think these songs is just as I evolve hopefully as a person um, different seasons of life different songs and different tones kind of come through on that but um, I have to be very cautious to not to put too much pressure on a particular project because I can get really neurotic and kind of dark about making sure it's exactly right and my wife's actually a great help for me and reminding me like this is just a snapshot of where you're at right now in this season of life like you know <laughs> there's there'll be more there's been some in the past but right now this is just a snapshot and you're just trying your best to capture it helps kind of relieve some of the the pressure of recording and saying and here they are now you know pressed for eternity um, and, and and they have to be absolutely perfect well, yeah, that's, <laughs> I guarantee you, that's not happening because i'm involved <laughs> um so like you mentioned that you uh you know lived in belfast and i know i knew you've lived in indiana have you lived other places um uh, and how did you get over there to ireland anyway sure so about seven years ago um my wife and I, no kids at the time, <clears throat> moved uh, to San Diego, so from Indianapolis. Um, just work-related. Um, both my wife and I, the company that she was working for, based out of um, was based out of Southern California, even though she worked for the office here in Indy. So there was an op opportunity for her there. There was a job offer for me out there as well. So we kind of felt like, well, this kind of just makes sense. Let's try that for a while. So we lived out in San Diego for a few years. Um, I was probably the only person in San Diego history that just complained about the weather all the time, um, as it was just a little too perfect. And, uh, <laughs> I need this sad bastard songwriter needs uh, some gloomy weather to. You need some rainy days for exactly. inspiration. Exactly. So I need something to complain about, and um, I'll find something regardless. It goes back to the you know You're the baby about sixty-eight degrees sunny weather. Exactly. It's the baby in the family. I need. Um, so lived out there for a few years, um, and then. Yeah, to be honest, I mean, it's more than maybe what you're asking, but we kind of looked at ourselves at this point going, we were settling in Southern California and and, and doing pretty well in work and um, going, is this it? Like, is this the way, you know, we kind of saw life going? It was just kind of us settling in, in, in this place and kind of riding this out. Um, and really pretty young still at that point and going like, no, I think, we, you know, we realize that we have a real you know lust for adventure and um so we needed to kind of shake things up a little bit and um my uh wife had been toying around for a while we came back to indianapolis um and then my wife had been toying around for a while with um, the idea of going back to school and getting her master's degree <clears throat> um which as it turns out is one of the i guess in quote easier ways of um 
moving abroad and getting visa sponsorship and all that, it can be quite difficult. And so getting a student visa was a, was a relatively easy way. I'm sure she doesn't feel like it was easy because she has one that had to get her master's degree. Um, <laughs> it was while, easy to get the visa, but very challenging pregnant, to get the, to while, get the master's yeah, exactly. degree. <laughs> she actually delivered our second child um, right as her dissertation was starting up. So um, I take all that back. Um, <laughs> Let's make sure we so, show her that part. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we... Um, Ended up uh, living there for for three years up in the north in, in Belfast and um, yeah, which was an absolutely wonderful time just for us personally, for for me musically. Um, my wife loved her time there as well, both in the studies and then she got her peace studies um, uh, degree in conflict resolution and reconciliation. So um, there's a lot of work in that area to be had. Mm. So. Um you uh, gonna do some songs for us today? Do you know? Are there gonna be uh, some of the new ones or some of your old ones? Or yeah, I'd all right, probably do some new ones. And yeah, we'll see how that goes. But <laughs> all right, well that's cool. Let's cut to it. We're gonna take a little break and we'll be back with some music from Chris Wilson. So thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. Sunday on Moonshine and Music, Mike Durham will join us in studio for a great interview with this new and upcoming artist, and he will perform three of his original tunes for us. So tune in and listen to this. Where well, there's nothing, nothing I wouldn't do just to walk.
Jealous. Say 
to listen to Chris Wilson because that was epic. I'm so jacked about this episode. I hope you guys are just as insanely thrilled. I keep listening to the performance over and over again as I hope you will. Hey, don't let me forget to tell you, and I know I'm a broken record, but we need you to subscribe and share this episode with your friends and tell them all to come and listen or watch Moonshine and Music and help promote all of these great artists that we have on. Remember, next week's episode is coming up. It comes up every Sunday. And next week, we've got Mike Durham. And I know you'll really enjoy Mike. Mike's just starting out in the music scene. He has a couple of really great tunes for you next week. So come and tune in. And um, we'll see you next time uh, on, well, wait a minute. I'm supposed to also pitch some other stuff. Eat New Media is our production company, and they have done a fantastic job of putting together these episodes. And I want to give a lot of props to our other producer, uh, Brandon Lay, and I want you guys uh, to go check out Eat New Media's site. And if you're an artist or you're a performer and you're looking for video um, work, uh, somebody to do some video work for you, please contact Eat New Media and uh, let them give you a quote on your 
uh, project and all that. I know they'll be reasonable, and they do an excellent, excellent job with all of that stuff. So please go there and tune into that. Also, I have uh, shows coming up. April 5th, I'm at Burnside Inn in downtown Indianapolis. And then April 12th, I will be at the Side Door Pub in Plainfield, Indiana. And then on April 14th, I'm playing at Acoustic Convergence 18 in Metamora, Indiana. We're kicking off the season for them at the Opry Barn down there. So um, all of that's going to be going on. The dogs are going to go crazy in the background when we do because they love the thought of Acoustic Convergence 18. Anyway, that's it for today's show. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Moonshine and Music. Moonshine and Music is a production of Eat New Media in association with Not Less Entertainment. Producers for today's show were Brandon Lay and Joe Shelton. Thank you for joining us. Copyright 2018. Moonshine and Music. Please visit moonshineandmusic.com for all back episodes. Thank you.